0: Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home. Learning at home. And banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. It's time. 96.5 Sports. 96.5 is 600 KGEZ, and the Knock On Sports is on the air. Here, your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Good evening and welcome. Welcome indeed here to a Monday Night Edition of the Knock On Sports. Hope you guys are having a great Monday. It was a bit overcast today, but I hope you're having a great Monday nonetheless. I will say this. I'm still tired. <laughs> I was hoping yesterday I could feel recuperated, but I'll tell you what, this past weekend, which was a ton of fun to cover, um, still haven't quite fully recovered from it. But either way, ready for an exciting week here on the Knockout Sports. A lot of basketball are we going to be talking about as we get ready for the final week of the winter sports season. It's come to the head. I mean, I'm glad we got to this point. It's exciting that we got to this point. Um, I'm glad the kids are going to be able to have a state tournament. Uh, There's going to be limited fans, obviously, and the teams are not going to be able to watch other teams play. I know for me, that's kind of part of the fun of covering a state tournament is being able to see all these different matchups that you normally don't get the chance uh, to see. But uh, lots of uh, fun going to be had this week as we are going to be chatting with a lot of people as we get ready for the state tournament. We'll have Tom Wiley on the show a little later on this week. Uh, We're going to talk to Alec Boffinger as well from Montana Sports. Um, We're going to be talking to some coaches as well uh, in the AA as we get ready for this big weekend. So a lot of high school basketball talk as we get things going. But first... Just have to say, once again, congratulations to the Flatted Braves wrestling team for bringing home a state championship. Uh, absolutely tremendous job by them. Uh, definitely uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely close. And, you know, Jeff Thompson was on the show last week. We'll have him on a little bit later on this week as well uh, to recap. But he talked about it. It was going to be close. And boy, was it ever. Seven and a half points separating the Braves from the senior Bronx, who definitely were tough, no question about that Uh, but obviously some big wrestlers came up big Uh, you know we talked about logan stansbury coming up big in the uh, first round, in the first day of the uh, state tournament, Chase Uso coming up big for the Flathead Braves in the Wrestlebacks and obviously getting a pin that allowed essentially Flathead to seal the deal. Um, also, you know, a win by Teagan Vasquez for Glacier over uh, Vladek from Billings Sr. also helped guarantee the win. So that was big as well. But again, the Flathead Braves getting the job done. They had four in the finals matches. Unfortunately, only come away with one individual. Champion and Ethan Friend, but he did a tremendous job. Uh, so, congratulations to him. And uh, this has been the interesting part because, and I said this, and I'm really disappointed that nobody liked the tweet. All right. Now, a lot of you did like the Facebook post, but what do the Flathead Braves and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have in common? Well, they win titles at home. I like this kind of party. Yeah, I couldn't get anybody to like that tweet on Twitter. That was kind of uh, disappointing. Um, that was really disappointing by my colleagues, you know, that they would not uh, like the tweet. I, I just didn't understand that. Um, you know, I, how could you not like that tweet? Can't do it. I mean, <laughs> it's it's really true because Ethan Friend, I don't know if he could say this for anybody else, either this season or previous seasons, because obviously I don't know if anybody actually wrestles and calls the Metro at their home uh, gym, but Ethan Friend just won a state tournament on his own home floor. How many wrestlers can say that in Montana? Now, I can't speak for every state. I know in Florida, the state wrestling tournament always happens at the Lakeland Civic Center. I wrestled at the state tournament. It was a ton of fun. I went 0 for 2, uh, but I was the only one there for my team. I had, and I lost both matches, 5-2, which was disappointing. But the fact that they did win a state tournament, Jeff Thompson kind of talked about this as well on Saturday after uh, when I was chatting with him. Uh, grabbed a quick words a couple of words from him because of uh, what this thing uh, meant for, uh, for this team. Here we'll have uh, some sound from Coach Thompson Saturday. And and this is something that that I'll never be able to experience, probably ever in my life, uh, that we actually won the state championship wrestling trophy at home. I mean, that's just so special. Fantastic for the community, you know, for these wrestlers. This is something that they'll always remember. A total team effort, you know, winning 22 of 23 wrestlers won a match at state. So we, you know, 22 of 23 won a match. They were part of that. They scored points, you know, to bring this trophy home. And it was a battle, man. Ethan Friend also talked with me after winning a state title. This is what he had to say after winning his first state championship, and it runs in the family. It's crazy. My brother was a two timer. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm following in his footsteps. I got one more to go to time, and one more to go to beat him. You know, I just can't wait to do that. Last year, I got cut short of a state title with my knee. Okay. You know, come here. It's amazing. So like I said, Ethan Friend making history because I don't know how many wrestlers can say they won a state championship inside their own home gymnasium. And so a big moment as well for the Flatted Braves. Again, congratulations to them uh, for winning the state title. It was a lot of fun to watch this past weekend. It really brought me back to my days. Like So Saturday, like Friday night, I, I got done with the show. I went back out there. It was a long night. All right, because there were some cool things that happened, and there were some interesting things that happened at the state tournament. I thought uh, tournament director Bryce Wilson did an excellent job. I thought everything the way this thing was run. Uh, big shout out to all the volunteers, uh, but especially a big shout out to uh, Tara Barnes. Uh, she was huge and helpful to me in terms of understanding how things could play out potentially. Uh, also, gotta help, gotta say that I, I appreciate Barnes, uh, Jason Barnes helping me out as well. It was fun to talk with him all weekend long. I mean, just absolutely love talking wrestling with him and so really appreciate the Barnes helping me out this past weekend um but it was just a lot of fun it took me back and just i know they only had two mats and everybody was complaining about that we were behind but guess what that's what happens when you have two mats and you cannot tell me and i did have people tell me this and i just refuse to believe it that the a and the bc state tournament wrestling tournaments were on time they said that they were on time with two mats i don't believe it all right, and if they were, that's impressive because I don't know how you could be. We had a lot of overtime matches at that state tournament this past weekend. You had a lot of tournament matches that went the distance. That's the interesting thing about it. I think maybe in the finals matches, maybe one or two pins in the state finals matches, And which you're not expecting any any pins in that because that's just two really good wrestlers. They're too good to pin. But even in the semifinals, I don't think we saw a lot of uh, pins in that one either. I think the, the first round of Wrestlebacks finished up before we got through the uh, semifinal matches. So, again, I thought it was run really, really well. Uh, given only two mats, you're going to be behind in that sort of situation. Um, I thought it was run really, really well. And uh, like I said, yeah, it was late Friday night, about 11.30 when action pretty much stopped. I went to bed, came back Saturday morning, had some coffee, ready to rock and roll to start things at 10 a.m. and pretty much sat my butt down at mat one and watched the semifinals. Which again was a ton of fun. It was great to see uh, the four flatted wrestlers that were able uh, to advance and get in there. And also got to speak to some of the toughness of some of these guys. There were guys that dealt with some injuries. Uh, Ryan Nelson, in particular, having to wrestle, you know, ten days after uh, having his appendix removed. That's not easy to do. Um, you know, I could. I wish he didn't have to have that happen. I wish he could have been at full strength because uh, he was a contender uh, for a state title. He was a contender. And unfortunately, I just don't think he was 100%. And so uh, that stinks. And I wish he would have that opportunity. Um, sometimes just bad luck, unfortunately. But again, uh, Flattered Praise Wrestling did a great job. But I also got to talk about Tegan Vasquez because I'll tell you what. And I put this tweet out on Saturday morning because I was watching Tegan. And Tegan just has that speed that you just can't match. All right. I asked my coach this one time. Can you, can you actually learn that speed? Can you actually learn how to be that fast when attacking on a move? Because my coach uh, in wrestling was a state champion. He was the only school state champion uh, to date at that time. I don't know if anybody else from my old alma mater has been a state champion, but he was the only one. And he had that speed because I wrestled him and he always put me on my back most of the time because I just couldn't, wasn't fast enough. And he's like, no, you, ha- you either have it or you don't. And I'll tell you what, and that's why Tegan Vasquez also has two state titles. The dude just has such speed, and when he hits a move, it was such efficiency. It's no wasted movement, which is really impressive to watch him wrestle. Like I said, I, I'm not a guy that really watches the lighter weights. I'm, I'm not a big fan. Granted, if you know me, I'm not exactly what you call a lighter individual either, so that's probably why I like to see the heavier weights uh, wrestle, because it is fun to watch those guys, because it takes a lot of muscle, and at the same time, you're, as a bigger wrestler, Again, the, the lighter guys, they have a lot of energy. The bigger guys, you waste. I don't want to say waste. You you exert a lot of energy trying to move somebody as big as you're wrestling. And it takes quite a bit. And it can take quite a bit out of you after a full six minutes. And so that's why it was always something big for me. But like I said, that's why I look at Tegan Vasquez. There's no wasted movement. The dude has just such speed. It's fun to watch. Now there are a couple other wrestlers as well. Their names escape me at the moment. But at the same time, like I said, just truly impressive to watch Teagan Vasquez work this past weekend. It's not too often. And that was the other thing I would say, too. It's not too often I get a chance to watch wrestling here in northwest Montana because obviously we just don't have too many duels. Hopefully we will actually have after watching the state tournament this past weekend. Hopefully the rest of the double A schools or if anything else, just Flathead and Glacier can get together and say, hey, let's put on a tournament together and let's either get some schools from Idaho or get some schools from eastern Washington. Because obviously they're, it's an easier trip for those schools probably to come here than it is for some of the building schools, even though I don't really even want to hear them complain too much. Because it's not like they really have to travel up to Kalispell all that often. It's usually the other way around. So uh, I, I definitely hope that we can get a tournament here for a weekend, whether that be, you know, kind of towards the more the beginning of the season, middle of the season, either way, I hope we can get a tournament up here because I'll tell you what I think we saw. Uh, Flatta can definitely run a tournament, no question about that. Hopefully we can get it up here uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, it'd be really cool to see. So that way more people can get the opportunity. Now, again, obviously that place, if Flotte was able to have a full amount of fans, which obviously if that was the case, this would have been in Billings, But had they been able to, I'll tell you what, man, the energy in that place would have been rocking. It was already rocking with the way things were for the uh, title matches already. So quite impressive stuff. Uh, One thing I I didn't see, maybe I missed it. Like I said, I didn't see every match. And if you're a wrestler, you know this. If If you're not, I'll try to explain this the best way I can. But I will say this. I didn't see too many wrestlers with an underhook series. Now, an underhook series is simply you have the arm, your arm underneath their arm, whether it be right or left, but usually you're on the same side of the arm you're underneath. So that way you can kind of work, get the angle. That, that was my go-to. I love the underhook series as a senior because that's how I got, I almost want to say 85 to 90% of my takedowns my senior year was off the underhook. It allowed me the angle. It allowed me easy reach to get the leg. And at the same time, too, if he did pull it away, then I could just pull him back. I didn't see the underhook too much. Now, again, I haven't been wrestling, well, it's been a while. Uh, 2008 was the last time I wrestled. So, I don't know, 13 years. So maybe the underhook series is kind of nullified and kind of like the way of the uh, uh, power eye is kind of gone as well. You know, or for the fullback in football, maybe the underhook has gone away. But either way, I, I didn't see it too much. I was kind of hoping to see it. There were a couple people. I think I, th- I think I saw Finn Nadeau run an underhook series for a little bit in a couple of his matches. But outside of that, I didn't really see too much of it, which was a, a little bit of a, a disappointment. I was hoping to see more of it, especially from the heavier weights. Uh, guys like, you know, especially in the heavyweight division, when I would wrestle heavyweight, and again, yeah, I'm not a heavyweight. I, mean, I am now, but wasn't when I was in high school. That was the thing I always used to try to get an angle because in some matches I saw a lot of pushing and a lot of just weight moving, and there wasn't a lot of action into it. But that's why I love the underhook series because you didn't have to exert a ton of energy. You didn't have to move your arms a ton. As long as you got underneath it and you stayed with it and you followed and you didn't give up that angle. Obviously you had to, you know, be efficient and get quickly into that because you couldn't just stay there the entire time, but Either way, um, a lot of fun this past weekend. Uh, Just a couple of things that I took away from it. Didn't see the underhook too much. Tegan Vasquez, very, very impressive in the Flatted Braves, winning his state title at home. As you heard Coach uh, Jeff Thompson talk about as well, something that we don't know if we'll ever see again. I was asking this around some of my media colleagues, but when was the last time? And have we ever seen a high school wrestling team win a state tournament on their own home floor? Now, I believe when I was talking to Fritz Neighbor over the weekend, he said that they started moving the all classification tournament to Billings and to the Metro in 1989. So because I know wrestling has been here in Montana for some time, I know the history. It's well dated. So I don't know entirely. But did Butte win one as a team? Uh, Did somebody in the class A's, the class B's or the class C's win a state title on their own home floor? I don't know. But I would at least say, for the last the last 25 years, obviously because it's been at the Metra they're at least the first team that's done it in a very, very long time. So, again, congratulations, big round of applause for the Flatted Braves. Also want to give a big shout-out to the Whitefish Lady Bulldogs who took fourth at the Class A state tournament this past weekend. Uh, Again, you know, Whitefish Lady Bulldogs basketball has been a program that has struggled in years past, so great to see them have success. And they had to do it the old-fashioned way, which was they had to win a lot of games on the back end. They lost their opening round game, obviously a tough matchup against Billing Central. But they went the rest of the way and they even defeated their rivals in doing so. Again, Columbia Falls and Whitefish Girls basketball, tremendous seasons. When you get to the state tournament, obviously I know Columbia Falls is no stranger to the state tournament, but anytime your team gets there, don't ever take it for granted. And I think automatically, no matter what the record, no matter what happens, if you're a basketball team and you make the state tournament, that season is a success. And for the Whitefish Lady Bulldogs, a big success bringing, uh, they didn't get to bring home a state trophy. But again, being the fourth best team at the state tournament, that uh, you can't sell that short. Can't mock that at all. That's fantastic stuff for that program. And hopefully, it only means bigger and better things because I'd love to see that rivalry uh, get better between Whitefish and Columbia Falls girls basketball. That only makes it better here for Northwest Montana and for Class A girls basketball in general because I'm getting tired of hearing about Billing Central and Haver uh, girls and all them. I know the East is running dominance in girls basketball for right now, but. The West will come back, and obviously that helps when all the other programs are stronger as well. Speaking of high school basketball, coming up tonight on the Knockout Sports and joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, we will chat with Mark Harkins, the head coach of the Glacier Boys basketball team. We'll get his thoughts on their win over Hellgate last Tuesday which does feel like it's been a while. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the state tournament as well as their first-round matchup against the Great Falls Bison, the number one team out of the East. Bottom of the hour, we'll chat with Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. We get his thoughts on the Big Sky tournament that's over in Boise, Idaho right now. The men get started on Wednesday. Montana, the number six seed, will play Idaho on Wednesday, and they will have to win four games in four days if they want to get back to the NCAA tournament. We'll get Riley's thoughts on how the Grizz do that as well. We'll also get his thoughts on the two spring games that Grizz football has in April. So that's who's joining us tonight on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. The Knockout Sports is sponsored by Whitefish Credit Union, helping you plan and succeed for today and always. My conversation with Mark is coming up next.